Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are my DFW people doing out there? I'm obsessed with you. I love y'all. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. Thank you for listening (laughs) to our show. You don't have to. Um, I I was on the road this past weekend and I met a lot of y'all and not, I mean, a few of them, a few, well, some of you. And I just have to say in Nashville and then I was up in Indiana and, um, you know, it is so amazing to meet you guys. And, um, I, I'm just going to talk about one gal. I won't, I won't give her name out, but I met her and she was in tears talking about how our show has just really transformed her life. And I want the rest of you listeners out there to know how cool it is to meet you. I would love to meet you. If I, if you ever see me out and about, you spot my fluorescent blonde hair, come up. I would love, I, I would love to talk to you, but that girl that I met this weekend, and there were several other ones, but but her story stuck with me. It's still sticking with me right now about how she said it was the exact word that I needed at the exact time. And, you know, all of us here at the Automile Show, from the production team to Dan the Man, who you guys know because he's like, you know, I mean, he's like, you know, amazing. You know, that means a lot to us. We pray for you guys on a regular basis, and these are recorded two weeks in advance. So our show today will air in two weeks. But um, to know that we serve a God, y'all, that we record, and in two weeks, he meets your exact need at the exact time. He knows your need two weeks in advance. He knows it two years in advance. He knows it 20 years in advance. Um, That is the God that we serve, a perfect timing God that we would record two weeks in advance, and it would meet you in two weeks. That is an amazing God. So I couldn't get over that today. I want to say thank you for tuning in. We have an awesome show for you today. We have a gal on the show who um, you're going to love her because I just loved reading her bio. And her name's Sophie Hudson. She's got a a lot of awesome things going on. We're going to talk to her in just a second. Um, We would love to interact with you. If I don't see you and meet you in person, Um, Our social media pages, you know, are hopping just like everybody else's is. Uh, We do most of our ministry stuff over on Facebook. I know that that might be dorky to to all you Instagrammers. But we also, I have an Instagram page too. But I like to highlight my family who I'm totally obsessed with over there on Instagram. So we do do ministry stuff. But primarily all the spiritual encouragement is over on Facebook. Love to meet you there. Direct message us. We answer 100% of our messages uh, because we have a team that helps us do that. Uh, We love love, love to hear from you. Um, and man, you're just such a blessing to us. Uh, I had like seven other things that I was going to talk about. Sorry for the long, awkward, strained pause, but I want to get to our guest. Her name is Sophie Hudson. Now she is the founder. I think you call it founder or starter or creator of the blog, boomama.net. That is boo. Like honey, boo, boo, or boo, it's Halloween. Um, and she started that in November 2005. And since then, you know, it's a cra- crazy how God kind of grows what our little seeds that we plant. She's written three books. We're going to talk about a fourth book that she um, has put out. It's a, actually a journal, a devotional journal. But I want you in your car, give a little rah, welcome uh, to my guest today. Her name is Sophie Hudson. Welcome, Sophie. How are you? 
I'm so good, Autumn. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with y'all. Now, Sophie, I have to start off. Your bio, and I quote, <laughs> says this. I adore my family. I love to laugh. I also love the DVR Mississippi State Sports unsweetened iced tea it's my go-to ever since i recovered from a long-lasting diet coke habit that's right i just happen to be addicted to diet coke and i need i need freedom sophie How, (laughs) how, how do i how how does this happen i get messages all the time and my husband judges me every time i drink one um how did you break free from your Diet Coke addiction? I'm super curious. You know, it was, grad- it was gradual. I, <laughs> I think I, I, it took some time. It was, not, it was not an overnight thing. But I started to, I mean, like, I drank so much Diet Coke. I cannot <laughs> even tell you. I, we, would, we would find wherever it was on sale, and then I would go buy, like, honestly, like an obscene amount of Diet Coke because my fear was that I would run out. And, I love um, it. I don't know. Several years ago, I was just like, okay, something's got to give. And so I started trying to substitute in, like, just water or crystallite or um, or unsweetened iced tea or something instead of that. And over time, um, they became less and less delicious to me. Really? And I've always found that they were super delicious. Really? But, mm-hmm, but they just became, like, I just, I craved them less and less, so the less I... I, I drank. So okay. all I to say, over time, I just have kind of, I don't know, I don't. I rarely drink them anymore, which is so weird to me. That's crazy. Do they still taste good when you drink them now? Sometimes they're good. Like like if I'm on the road and there, I go, like I'm in a gas station that has a really good fountain diet coat, like with a really good fizz. Yeah. But I've almost, I, I think probably my go-to, if I really want a fizzy drink, I want a Dot Dr. Pepper now, which is, again, <sighs> it's yes. a strange thing. But yeah. Maybe it's hormonal. I don't know. I don't but probably. somehow that it's lost its hold. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I mean, that is a success. We could say amen and end the show right now as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you broke free, girl. You Pray for me and my addiction. I have, I've started trying to may only drink one a day. Okay, um, that's good. Don't you think that's a good start, right? Yes. But everyone judges me, and I'm like, listen, guys, I'm sorry. I'm 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 striving towards righteousness. It's just not working. Yes. Do you like them? Do you like them out of the can, or do you like them over ice? They have to be so cold. Like if they're not okay. cold, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. they have oh, to yeah, be so cold, like it almost burns your tongue, and that's oh, what yeah. I like. That's a good one. Out of a can. That's a real good one. Yes, out of a can. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that has nothing to do with how awesome you are. But, well, actually, it does because you broke free. <laughs> I'm still in bondage. Um, okay. So let's get to all you do, girlfriend. You are like all up in everywhere. Um, talk to me about the Boo Mama blog because that's kind of where everything came from. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, it was just something I started a, a, a while ago. Um, I guess now I'm not good at math, but about 12 years ago, I started it. Mainly because I had always loved to write, and I was just, um, I don't know, our little boy was young, and I, I just kind of needed an outlet. I needed to do something creative, and that, that just in that time of life where you, your whole, all your energy just seems to kind of get focused on parenting and, you know, toddlers and everything that goes with that. And so um, I just started to write it. It came, it just kind of became a place where I would download the day mm-hmm. um, and write about whatever happened, and it, help, it helped me to, to talk about the funny stuff because... I don't know. I can just kind of get in my head a lot. And so um, over time, people just kind of started to read it. And 
Um, I don't write on it as much as I used to just because I think the books get a little bit more of my writing energy now. But it's still um, one of my favorite things that I've ever gotten to do in terms of just having a place to be creative and to be funny and um, to meet some great people and to get to interact with a lot of sweet women. And so um, it's been fun. I, I, um, I How did you come up with the name Boo Mama? That was That's so well, creative. Okay, so... Um, I always say if I had ever known that anybody would read it, I probably would have picked something more sophisticated. But <laughs> when we lived in we lived in Baton Rouge for a while, and when, in South Louisiana, especially in the, in the more like the Cajun culture down there, um, there is a tendency because of the French influence to drop the apostrophe s. Okay. So um, somebody might say they're going to go get an autumn car instead of autumn's car. And so <laughs> when our son was born, my husband. Um, called him Boo, and just over time, we would laugh and just say Boo Diaper or, you know, Boo Bottle, and then out of that, I became Boo Mama. And and so when I had to start, uh, you know, I had to select a name for the blog, it was the only thing I could think of. (laughs) And um, so I just, I ran with it. I love it. there you have it. So it's like a pet name for your son. Yeah, it it was his nickname when he was little, and my husband still calls him that from time to time. That's so funny. um, yeah, but uh, anyway, that's kind of that's where it came from. I call my kids Boo all the time. Like they'll be like, "Mom," yeah, and I'll be, I'll be like, "Hey, Boo." <laughs> uh, it's just affectionate. So yeah. Anyway, okay, precious. Fun. Okay, so that kind of morphed into a podcast as well. Tell me a little bit about your podcast. So my friend Melanie, who about the same time that I started my blog, Boo Mama, she started a blog that she called Big Mama, and yet we did not know each other. It's just big one of those Mama. things. Uh, big mama, because her little girl, she would always tell her little girl, like, you need to be a big girl, be a big girl. And her, so her daughter started saying, well, you're big mama, um, which is very ironic because she's the tiniest little thing. But um, anyway, so we kind of got to know each other through the blog. And over time, it sounds like eHarmony, but over time, we kind of started to talk on the phone because it was just sort of a weird thing back then. Like, yeah. I didn't really tell people I blogged because it was, it was the Internet and that was still a little strange back then. And so Melanie and I would talk on the phone, and we would laugh so hard. And one day my husband said, and this is really back in, like, 2007, he said, y'all should have a podcast. And, you know, that, that again, that was another weird Internet thing back then. So we started yeah. the podcast, and it was all, we always had the worst technical difficulties. <laughs> it was always, you know, like you could barely hear us, or Melanie's Internet would, would die out. You know, so we were real sporadic with it, but we stayed with it for about 10 years, and it's been super fun. Um, we, we just, we do it kind of when we can, just because we, schedules and all that aren't always right. super cooperative, but it's been a ton of fun. So, and, um, it's really one of my, I, probably, probably my favorite, favorite way to, to kind of interact with the internet world right now is the podcast. It's, it's so fun. It's so fun. Can they, can they, um, can my listeners find it at net? Can they find the podcast there? <laughs> Yeah, there's a link over in the side. There's a little box with a graphic that says the Big Boo Cast. And um, so you can find it there or on iTunes or any of that kind of stuff. And it really is just the two of us talking about really whatever comes to mind. Um, it is not going to change anybody's life um, in a meaningful <laughs> way. <laughs> but but, but it'll make you laugh. Hey, that um, changes you know. people's lives. It's important. It's important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we talk a lot about television and okay. makeup. And, okay. I got it. You know, just I love it. Thing. But we both, over time, we both have started to write books. And so it's real funny. Um, yeah. to get, we have a, probably, we have years of podcasts where we vowed we would never write books. And then 
and then we started to write books. And so, um, let's talk about your books here for a second before we get to your books. Um, if you're listening today, we've got, um, Sophie Hudson on the phone. She has a podcast, she's got a blog and she's got like 400 books, um, out and we're going to start talking about them right now. Um, you can reach her at boomama.net. I want you guys, uh, to do that. Uh, look her up because I really feel like you're going to enjoy the different resources that she has out and, um, just, just chatting with her a little bit. Now, Sophie, let's get into your books. Your first book, a little, and I want to read, I want to leave some good, a good amount of time for this devotional because it's beautiful. A little salty with a cut of sweet. What was, what was that about? And that one released in 2013. Yeah, that was just, uh, again, you know, I said forever that I was not ever going to write a book and that I didn't have anything to say and I didn't, nobody knew what to read the book that I would write. And one day, just kind of out of the blue, I thought about that expression that my, my, my granddaddy used to use all the time after a meal and he would kind of push back from the table and he would say, I need a little salt to cut the sweet. And so, um, and it, was, it just meant I need some fried chicken after dessert. <laughs> like I seem to finish it off that way. And so, um, in my head, I don't know, it just kind of came to me one day. I was like, I want to write a book of family stories, um, about the, the happy and the, 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 the sad, you know, the bittersweet yeah. stuff that happens along the way in family life. And so it's just it's a collection kind of, of, of essays or stories about um, my family. And so that was the first one. And, and probably, um, I don't know, it was probably my favorite one to write just because it, it felt, it, I don't know, it was just really rewarding to put those family stories on paper. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think my mama really started to struggle with her health a couple of years after the book came out and with her memory. And so it was to have that stuff written down. Awesome. Okay, so that so that one released in 2013. Then you have a second book, Home is Where My People Are. That was in 2015. Uh, right. That, that one's about your family as well? Yeah, and it really, it's, it's more about friendships and place. Okay. Um, even, in, I mean, family is in there for sure, but it's about friendships and place and just sort of how, um, as we move from place to place in our lives, how the Lord is always working out something new and different. Mm-hmm. Um, through those places, even when they seem random, even when they seem difficult, even when they seem um, like, oh, my goodness, I want to stay here forever. And then you realize, no, I don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really stories of, of sort of how the Lord has uh, really it's just his faithfulness throughout mm-hmm. different stages and places in, in my life. Oh, I love that. The third one is Giddy Up, Eunice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. That was, that was just released not that long ago in 2016. So t- talk to me about that one. So it's a little different than the first two, but it's sort of a, it's, it's an idea that came to me one day. I, was, I had been looking at in the section of Second Timothy where it mentions um, that Timothy, how he, his faith, his sincere faith was passed down to him by his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. Yeah. And I was, but they were just like, they're just, they're mentioned like for this, a split second in scripture. And I thought, you know, that's where a lot of us live. Like we were not people who would be chronicled. We would not, we would not get a whole book in scripture. You know, like we're just people who are like supporting characters in, in life. And, yeah. But, but that in all this uniqueness that I think we're at this place where a lot of women find themselves where they're taking care of their parents and they're taking care of their kids and their nieces or their grandkids and they're going to work and you know it's life is real unity to me right now and so it can seem so ordinary but I just had this moment one day when I was thinking about kind of an endless to-do list I thought well giddy up Eunice like we got to get after it and (laughs) and and I think the way we see in scripture um that the Lord sort of organizes things that you you see women supporting women you see Mary and Elizabeth you see Naomi and Ruth Lois and Eunice women working together 
um, for the good of the body of Christ and um, blessing each other and their families in that process. And so anyway, I love that that women working together. That's what we're supposed to be doing, girls. We are supposed to be working together, supporting each other. It's I I mean, when my yeah, when my girlfriends succeed, I am it like makes my heart so excited because I feel like if they're succeeding, you know, I'm part of that because I'm praying for them and I'm I'm like in the trenches with them. And I know that my girlfriends are the same way with me. Uh, I love that. I love I love that um, that you talk about that in that book. That's amazing. Yeah. OK, so you have a love now. Now, I um I'm actually I got I got one of your copies of your devotional. I have a 12 year old daughter, uh, Sophie, Aww. and she is I have four children and um, she she her name is Grace and she I'm actually going to give this to her after this interview. I, I wasn't going to give it to her before because I needed it. Um, but this devotional now you wrote a journaling devotional. OK, and that's that's really why we, we, we want to highlight you, because this is a first of all, it's a beautiful devotional. It's called All in All. And um, tell me a little bit about your heart behind why you did the journaling thing after you wrote three books. Talk to me about that for a minute. Well, there were a couple of reasons. It was actually while I was right while I was writing Giddy a Penis, and I think I was thinking a lot about you know just uh, where I sit right now, kind of in between generations. And I re- like I was just sort of overcome one night with the desire to write something for for younger women, and um, and I work with younger women at a Christian school here in Birmingham, and so. Um, I thought about how many times girls have come to me and said, what's the devotional I can do? You know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And so, um, and so I just I wanted to write something, um, one that would just remind them of the security of their identity in Christ. I think they have so many voices that shout at them and, yeah. and so many things that vie for their attention. And But I also wanted it to be something that would drive them to the Word. That mm. It would not just be like a pep talk every day, but it would be... Yes something that would put them in the Word of God every day and would help them to dig into that a little bit for themselves and to help them to cultivate the discipline of spending time with God every single day. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this, this whole journaling part came in. We had talked about doing a book and then doing a separate journal, and then it just sort of came together where, like, let's put it all together so that they read something that I write, and then they read Scripture, and then there are questions at the end of every um, every day's devotional there's four questions that they where they respond to the kind of the big idea or where they write down scripture and then a place for them to write down their prayers and praises. So mm-hmm. um, I just wanted it to be interactive and something like a, a little companion they could take with them, you know, through uh, into all the different stages of their lives, whether that's high school or college or junior high or whatever that is. So, I love this because, you know, I, I talk all the time about just our world, or even our Christian culture being biblically illiterate. They just, they're not reading right. the word and they reach right. out to us and they're like, what do I do? And we'll point them to the word. And they're like, I didn't even know the Bible said that. <laughs> and I'm like, get in your Bible. I want, I, I want to kind of smack them upside the head with my Bible. Um, and a, and a, Jesus loving way. But um, sure. here, this is a hundred day devotional. Now, 
the fact you said about seven things that I, I want to just highlight here. Um, first of all, you are driving them to the word. I have it open, y'all. All you listeners out there, I have it open. She she hits the word pretty hard for your teenage girls, for your college girls. Um, I mean, it's every it's like there's references all through it, which, by the way, thank. can I just say from one woman to another uh, who's trying to do her part in the Christian world? Thank you for doing that. It is. um it is beautiful to see someone whose passion is, listen, you've got to get in the word and I'm going to create something to help you do that. So um, it's, 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 I mean, the points and everything and it's are, are beautifully laid out, but it's also pretty to look at too. Um, just the design, the design of it I all. I wanted it to be pretty. Yeah. I yeah. Really wanted it to be pretty for them and something girls will carry around a book. Boys will not, but girls will carry around a book. <laughs> yeah, so <I> <laughs> listen, that thing better bring it, you know, with yeah. the cover or they're going to cover it up. They yeah. just say like things that are pretty, but not cheesy. I wanted it to be pretty. And it looks and, like um, every, it looks like every day there's like a passage of scripture to direct them to. Um, there he is. Every okay. day there's a there's a story or a, some kind of application, and there's a passage they go to. And then in the questions, there may be another place they go to where it reinforces that same idea in Scripture. But, you know, I grew up in church, and I'm so grateful for the background that I have in, in, in church. I would not say that foundationally my knowledge of Scripture was super strong when I got to college. Mm. And so, and that's because I think I did not practice kind of digging into Scripture for myself. Mm. I just let people teach me all the time. Yeah. And so I hope that they will see, like, that there really are answers there for just any situation you deal with in life. The Lord has He's got that covered. That's right. <laughs> I love it. So uh, it's good to learn to dig in there. It's also good because it's. I like the fact that it's 100 days. Um, the, the girls can pick up these, and I just I mean, I'm just thinking about my daughter for Christmas, Christmas, I mean, of course, get your copy today, but uh, Christmas is coming up. This is a beautiful thing to give your daughter for, um, for Christmas. Or if you are listening and, and you're a college kid and you're like, listen, I just need something to grab so I can, um, it, it will hold me accountable. If you carry this thing around for a hundred days, you're going to create a habit of looking into a, a devotional that will keep you accountable to carry on after the hundred days. Um, so I love the fact that it is a hundred days. It's long enough for our girls, our women to our young women to develop a habit. And that habit will carry them through motherhood, through, you know, adulthood, through a single, maybe a single season through marriage um this is this is really really amazing what you did sophie thanks i was super fun to to do it and it's really fun to to see um to see young women interact with it and you know it's it's um it it's been it's been a whole a whole fun process to be a part of so i'm grateful that i was given the chance to do it so you you work with teenagers and you work with um, young women on a regular basis i work i do a lot of work with liberty university I've, i'm there like twice a year with their young women's ministry program Talk, talk to me about um, just sort of what you hope our re- your readers will get from this. Like, what what do you from from the author? What is your desire for uh, for one of these girls to glean from it? You know, I think that the 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 world pulls at us in so many ways, and I don't even mean in negative ways. I think that one thing that I see in this generation of young women is that they are fearless. 
Hmm. They are courageous yeah. and they are driven. And so some ways that the world pulls at you that aren't necessarily natives, you just have a lot of opportunity to do a lot of different things. And I see a lot of young women who are really excellent at the things that they do. I think part of what I see them struggle with that I don't remember um, struggling with as much when I was their age or my friends struggling with as much is that they, they have to be everything and they have to be perfect at what they do and mm-hmm. they have to be the best at what they do. Yeah. And so even in their pursuit of those good things, they can lose sight of the, the, the very best thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think more than anything, I just wanted, to, wanted the book to be a reminder that your life is going to be filled with so many good things and and God has given you so many good gifts, but He is the very best one. Mm-hmm. And so as you as you develop your relationship with Him, as you figure out what it means in the context of your own life to cling to Him and depend on Him and to trust Him, um, remember that He is the very best thing and that if He is all you have, you have all you need. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so um, I really want them, If I feel like if we had a generation of young women who would who could grab hold of that, um, in the church, what an impact that would make on oh, yeah. the world. Oh, that's a bright light. Girl, come on. They would change it. They mm-hmm. would change it is what mm-hmm. they would do. They would change everything. They would, it would change, change everything. everything. Yeah, uh, we've got to get in, in the word. And I love doing shows about people that are giving us tools in order to get into the word to change the world. Um, my guest today was Sophie Hudson. Uh, you can reach her at boomama.net. That is B-O-O mama.net. Um, and I would encourage you to pick up some of her other books as well. A, a Little Salty with the, the cut of sweet giddy up Eunice. I love that home is where my people are and this one that we talked about for the majority of the time today was a devotional called all in all I encourage you to pick it up they can get this everywhere books are sold uh is is that right Sophie I think so. Okay. Yeah, just okay. about anywhere. Awesome. So pick one up for your daughter or if that this the young woman is you, go grab you one and um and dig into the world. Sophie, thank you so much for being on our show today. Well, I love being with you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. And thank you, all you listeners out there. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word. 100.7 FM.